Yeah. It's that money boy. Yeah. Watching, watching the stream for the ESPC podcast. Where the purpose of every podcast is to make money. Uh, who the hell am I, and why the hell should you listen or watch anything I have to say? Well, I have an MBA, securities licenses, clients net worth fifty million and above for decades. And currently, right now, because it's not what you have done in the past, is what are you doing for me now? And what have you done for me lately? So, right now, the value of my college football picks is 17650 uh, Betting $1,000 each game, which I have. I am. And we are, because Chad's helping me. Uh, I hear Chad's voice bet double on the Denver under, because that's what's going to happen. So we, right? Chad and I were 67 and 46, 59%, which 59%, if you can consistently wager at 59%, you can live in Vegas as a professional sports better. Right. So we want to get to 80%. That's our main objective because 80% is uh, the highest level you can predict anything in probability theory as long as you know the truth or close to the truth. So we use business and financial concepts in order to determine who we're going to wager on. So to that end, an important business concept is that if you are the toughest, smartest person in the room, you are in the wrong room, all right? So you always gotta get somebody who knows something you don't. And I did not play college football. I did not play professional football. Chad has. Chad has played college and pro football, right? So we have Chad Nolan. His brother is starting quarterback for, or you'd say Beavers. What are your first thoughts of start getting into the games, Chad? Yeah, man, we really, uh, really took the most time we've probably taken. We've looked at more games than we've ever um, 
ever looked at here on that because we do a lot of independent research yeah up up into a uh in, in any college week up until this point so um you know we've watched these teams play five six weeks now and uh right. you know we feel comfortable finally kind of open this thing up and, and betting dang you know 40 you know about 40 40 picks here so um you know yeah i just think it's it's that time of year uh they're really going to start picking up steam and then we i mean when you got with all this arbitrage you know 30 40 plus picks you got a uh, you know a lot of opportunity to, to make some money here Big time in our trash, what it is is uh, you buy 10 or more stocks and you do that to take advantage of a market inefficiency or sometimes you're not supposed to, but if you have inside information. Chad and I watch so many games. It's like having inside information. And Chad actually plays college football and his brother is currently playing college football. So we have now a knowledge. And again, we made $71,000 last year. You know, the average American makes 59000 So we made about $11,000 more than the average American just betting college football. This might not last forever, right? So you got to take advantage of it. And only in America can you do something stupid like bet college football games and still make uh, $71,000. You know, that's a lot of money in my world. So. What's the first game we're going to look at, Chad? All right, first game we're looking at is uh, Mississippi State uh, minus nine. They are – should I pull it up? Mississippi State uh, coach they're – they're, they're minus nine at home against Arkansas. Against Arkansas. So teams that play Alabama in the next week, they're usually beat up. K.J. Jefferson, the best quarterback, uh, is hurt. Mississippi State has a really good defense. Uh, you know, Mike Leach, uh, Clinkberry, uh, Graham Harrell, and Lincoln Riley, all of them coached under him. Uh, he's a great offensive coach. And Arkansas is beat up. They got beat up. They got physically beat up by Alabama last week. That's why we're taking Mississippi State minus nine. When I was a kid, I used to watch these games. I used to call them the Raycom games early on Saturday, kind of the off SEC games. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, no, I like it, man. Um, good spot here coming off coming off getting beat up from Bama. Um, Mississippi State's at home. Uh, Katie Jeff Jefferson might be banged up and not playing this one, possibly. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I do think that Mississippi State, you know, under the key number of 10 here, um, you know, I think they'll be have enough offensive firepower here to, to score enough points. And um, Arkansas, if they get down, they're not really the type of team that's really built here for any type of comebacks. Um, I like to play from ahead, run the ball and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I like that one not a lot. So next game we are uh, we'll jump to the ACC. We got Louisville on the money line and they are on the road. At Virginia Tech. Yeah. What do you think about them? Man, yeah. So I uh I like this one a lot, man. Oh, they're at Virginia. Um yeah, Virginia you know, Louisville, they they're 0-3 right now in ACC play. Um, you know, they're going to Virginia, who's who's having a rough year, struggling here. Louisville's coming off a really tough loss of at BC by one point, a game they should have won by 10 points. Um, you know, BC has a really fast 
wide out that got the best of them a couple times. You know, I, I, I do think this, it'll be kind of a close game. It's at Virginia. Um, I don't trust Louisville with the minus three. So I, I like them on the money, minus 140 on the money line here. I think that this is a good spot for Louisville to uh, get, get their first ACC win. You know, they're, they're got a lot more talent than Virginia this year. Um, you know, they've, they've, Play, you know, been been in a lot, lot bigger games here. Um, play, play, played a tougher schedule up to this point than Virginia. So, I like, I like Louisville to pull out a win here. I, I like that too. I like that too. Uh, coming off a tough loss on the road last time, uh, coach has to get him going, or else he's going to be out of a three million dollar a year job. Nobody wants to lose a three. If I lost. A three million dollar a year job. When I get home, my wife Anna would punch me in the face, and that's not a joke. <laughs> not, not a joke at all. So you can't. He's he's got to win in this situation. And Virginia has a new coach who's never been a head coach. Tony Elliott's only been a coordinator for Clemson, with all those five stars running wide open. Unless they were in the playoffs, which they've lost the last couple of times. Uh, they've been there with Tony Elliott. So uh, give me your Louisville Cardinals and the guy who used to coach Appalachian State in there. All right. Which is the next game, Chad? Uh, we're going uh, – we got Indiana at home against Michigan. Um, the line's at 23 right now. We think it's going to balloon up. We're looking to get Indiana – 24 or higher here. Um, and we like under the 60, 59, 60. Um, you know, we think this one, you know, with all the running here from Michigan and all the ball control um, and their defense, this one will, you know, will stay under. And, um, you know, there's their style, stylistically, you know, with, with that running and stuff, you know, they're not the best at covering big numbers. Right. And Indiana does have a few playmakers on offense. Their quarterback he can throw it around a little bit. Um, definitely a lot better than Iowa last week. So, you know, I think Indiana will do enough here offensively to be able to cover the 24 points and uh, come, you know, come under under that 60. All right. I 100% agree with that. 100% agree. What is the next game? Indiana, Tom Allen, defensive guy. Uh, so I like that a lot. Next game, we got Mizzou on the road at Florida, Josh. And uh, we, we you can go ahead and elaborate on this one, but we got yeah, Mizzou I've plus. I've been watching this game my whole life. Always, Missouri has an advantage on that. And I've kind of picked a couple of Missouri upsets uh, in that series. It's just where the, the games are placed. Uh, Florida's coming off a bye. But they don't have the talent they've had in the past. Again, the Missouri coach making four million dollars a year. His job's on the line. Uh, they had was a close loss against Auburn. Close loss. They should have both games. They should have won. They should be in Auburn. They should should be Georgia. People are looking uh, looking at him closely now. Eli Jerkowitz, the head coach at Missouri, control freak, calls his own plays. So the only person to blame for the shitty, um, for the shitty play calling in those games that lost in those games are him, right? The head man. 
And is he going to fire the offensive coordinator? No, because he's the offensive coordinator. Is he going to fire the play caller? No. So with Florida being down, he has to win this game. And I don't think he will. I think he'll lose, but not by a lot of points. <laughs> so Florida will win this game coming off a bye. Uh, you say, oh, they played Eastern Washington. That's a bye week, right? Uh, Division two FBS. Uh, it'll be a close conference game. And if you're seeing Missouri, you know, down by 14, 17 points, scoring frantically for no reason, it's because the coach is about to get fired. So give me Missouri Tigers plus 11, maybe. What do you think, Chad? Um, yeah, man, I, li I like that one a lot. Um, I think it's a good spot for us. Definitely down this year. Missouri's been playing good ball, man. Played a great game against Georgia last week, so I, I like that one a lot. I'm with you. Right. All right, next game is Maryland on the money line, minus 160 at home against Purdue. Um, you know, we like like Maryland to, uh, to pull out a, uh, a win here at home. Um, you know, they've, they've got some good wins this year. They've been playing very well. They're all trending upwards. Purdue's coming off a really tough physical game against Minnesota. Uh, so we think it's a good spot here to get Maryland on the, on the money line. It could be a crazy conference game. That's why we decided to go money line instead of the minus three. Right, so with Tua's brother, uh, Maryland's supposed to have one of the better teams they've had in a while. Uh, they lost a close game to Michigan, the game they probably should have won, just probably need more confidence. They won a big game last week. So if you live in the past, you die in the past. Uh, this is a clear example where Maryland should, should win this football game. With Coach Loxley, who was in the um, Nick Satan rehab program at Alabama and he was actually a national title coach when they won that title uh for the next year where Sarkeesian lost it for them I think it was the year before Lane Kiffin came out Lane Kiffin was then the offensive coordinator for Alabama when Loxley left so look for uh Maryland running a good program getting better every year to win this game and the spot we can't trust them with points because they are or have been a loser program. What's the next one we're looking at? All right, next game, we got Kansas at home, plus seven and a half against TCU. Um, you know, me and Josh, you know, just think that the market's not catching up to Kansas here, man. They're back at home. Um, you know, I know TCU coming off some big wins, um, looking like they're, they're, they're trending up. But, uh, you know, I think this is going to be a close competitive conference game. Um, you know, and that uh, seven and a half at home here with Kansas, we think there's too many points. Right. Way too many points. The next game. Yeah, go ahead. Next game, we got LSU plus three at home against Tennessee. And we also like them on the money line here. So I'm probably going to go uh, half of my unit plus three, half of my unit uh, money line plus 120. And you got anything for that one, Josh? Tigers, right? LSU against Tennessee here. Tennessee Volunteers. Josh Heupel, who used to coach You Can't Finish University, UCF, and they're USF's rivals. So know thy enemy. So I studied uh, Heupel a lot ever since he was uh, being trained by uh, Mike Leach at Oklahoma. 
so Josh Heupel has to hide plays for Nick Satan next week. Every third Saturday in October, you got Alabama against Tennessee. This is the week before on the road. LSU, Brian Kelly, you got Notre Dame to the playoffs twice. Crappy talent, right? Collection of three stars. He got him there. Not LSU, he has a collection of five stars. And he can coach. He used to coach, you know, win titles at Granville State, NEIA Division Three titles, uh, won the AAC title with Cincinnati, down to New Year's Six Bowl, then goes to Notre Dame, gets into the playoffs twice. So this is the most talent he's ever had. He just has to gel them together because they're like a Juco team with 30 transfers. Now in game six at home, the game is going to start at 12 in 90-degree heat, 80% humidity. Give me LSU. Because Tennessee has to have tight rotation because they have to play Alabama next week. That's a bigger game. That's an LSU game. So give me the championship coach with the championship talent plus four at home, and I probably think they're going to win this game. And that's plus – what is it, plus again? It's plus three right now, but I – I think it was a line payout plus 120. Plus 120. So Vegas is, is thinking the way we're thinking. Vegas All was right. over its ass on an LSU win. That's why it's only plus 120. All right. So that's your SEC. People want to bet SEC football. SEC we got what? We got what? Podcast is the highest rated. So we're giving you some SEC winners that we've been studying. Since summer. Yep, we got another SEC game coming at you next. Auburn plus 28 and a half, 29, whatever that balloons to um, at Georgia this week. So there's some swings because when I woke up this morning, I got a plus 30. Auburn has a legitimate defense. And their quarterback has the physical tools. Uh, just doesn't have the mental tools yet to win a game, but he has enough to cover 30. He's a runner, and the Belichy, Carroll, Satan defense does not do well when they play teams with a quarterback that can run. Um, K.J. Jefferson in Arkansas hung 28 points on him last week. It would have done more if he hadn't gotten hurt. So it wasn't like Arkansas couldn't move the ball in Alabama. They did with a plus one, which you see a lot. Uh, so give me your Auburn Tigers not embarrassing themselves in Alabama. Birmingham, and I think it's going to be Tuscaloosa, Alabama, for this game to come to play. So give me Auburn plus uh, 30 and whatever the end. What's the under in that game? Is it, uh, the total is 49 and a half. 49. So give me under 50. Under 50. All right. That's, that's an add on. Yeah. You know, think about Auburn and Coach Hartson in that defense, right? And again, the, the Alabama Tennessee game is going to be much, it's going to be worth more. So, uh, Bill O'Brien, former well, the, Houston Texans. Yeah. The, Josh, Auburn's they're, playing Georgia, not Bama. They're playing Kirby Smart. They're at Georgia. Oh, they're at Georgia. Same thing. Yeah. Smart, what? Won five national titles with Nick Satan. Uh, same defense. 
plus one, they don't do well against quarterbacks who can run. So it's the same thing. So Kirby Smart and Nick Satan are on the same side of my brain. They even played for the national title last year. Uh, but thanks for catching that, though. Yeah, yeah, no, no worries. But, but they're the same team, same guy, same team. <laughs> they run the same 4-2-5 defense. They run the same pro-style offense. And both teams do not do well against the running quarterback. That's why Auburn plus 30, under 50 in that football game. Right. So same thing with Texas A&M, uh, plus 25, over 48 against Alabama. That's what I was thinking. Haynes yep. King, the backup quarterback for Texas A&M, seems like the Auburn quarterback. Has the physical skills, just doesn't have the mental skills yet, but he can run. So running quarterback does well against that Kirby Smart, Nick Satan, uh, Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick, uh, Brable. You can throw in Brable at Tennessee defense. However, you can't argue with him because between Pete Carroll, Nick Satan, and Bill Belichick, you got like five super. What you got like eight, eight, nine Super Bowls, and Pete Carroll won two national titles. Nick Satan won seven, so he got nine national championships and nine Super Bowls with that defense that says a running quarterback can't beat us. So we don't care about who wins the game. We care about covering the spread and getting over the total, right? So, yeah, running quarterback can't beat him, but he's going to put some points on the board and make it go over and cover the spread for us, Chad Nolan. Boom. You like that? Yeah, yeah, I love that one. No doubt. I'm with you. And we got Kentucky under 46 to round out the SEC. Right? Kentucky defensive coach, uh, the Stoops family. Stoops family has won exactly one national title. Bob Stoops at Oklahoma. Uh, he has to keep things under control. He doesn't want to lose two weeks in a row. Last week he lost to Ole Miss in a game I watched. Uh, they got Rodriguez back. He's their main uh, runner. And South Carolina, uh, coming off of Will Musham, now Shane Beamer's there. They're trying to win with special teams and defense. So a team that wants to win with special teams, defense, and running the ball, that means under for us. Kentucky wants to do the same. They got more players. They're not picking the side on that. I like the under 46. What do you think, Chad? Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. I, I do think that one's going to be a lot of running, um, you know, some defense, lower scoring game here. Uh, that, that, definitely with you, man. I like that one a lot. All right. So which which are the next games we're going to tackle? Um, right. I'm, I'm just going through the list chronologically by, okay. by game time. So the next game I got uh, we haven't talked about yet is East Carolina at Tulane. And me and Josh both feel the wrong team's favorite here. Um, Tulane uh, lost their starter and their second string quarterback last week against Houston. They got their third string quarterback here. You know, they are four and one. They got some big wins on paper. Um, but I just don't think, you know, with, with what they got going on at quarterback, I think East Carolina should be favored here. So, you know, give me three and a half points here with East Carolina on the road at Tulane. We, we like that one a lot. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, it's a big. I think East Carolina has a better roster, one through fifty, and then Ollers, the quarterback for East Carolina. People are looking at him for the NFL draft. He's a guy's a four-year starter. He's like two hundred forty pounds. He can run, and after four years, you learn how to read defenses a little bit. So you give a coach like that, like Coach Houston there, who's won FBS titles at James Madison, you give him a little bit of a talent edge, he usually will win that game. So I like East Carolina really on the money line, but to cover my ass, I'll go plus four. All right. Next game, we got Oklahoma State at home against Texas Tech. Um and me and Josh both like your Texas Tech plus 10, and we like this one to go over the 66 and a half. Right. Uh, Coach Crumley at Texas uh, – no, Coach at Texas Tech, new guy. He's ready to go. He's not going to get blown out. And this will be a shootout because the Big 12 wants a new TV contract. Got to have high-scoring shootout games if they compete for the money against the Pac-12. Next TV deal. The next game we're looking at. Um, next game we got Tulsa and Navy. Uh, the line's at six. Yeah, six right now. But we're gonna buy the full point up to plus seven, and under forty six and a half here. Both right. running style teams, um, low scoring game. I uh, think think the dog will cover here, and this one will stay under. Right, Navy, they have great coaching. Both teams are going to run the ball a lot. So that spells the dog in the under for us. That's how we translate that game. Next game, we we got UCLA at home against Utah. Um, And and, uh, we we like UCLA here, plus four. you know, UCLA here. Another coach, uh, Chip Kelly's making $4 million a year. Uh, UCLA's 5-0. Nobody's going to the games. This is going to be the best crowd they've had. Utah coming in here on the road. I saw Shad's brother at Oregon State go up and down the field on them last week. Uh, UCLA has just as good as offense. Ask Utah. I think probably Utah end up winning by exactly a field goal, but I see UCLA being to score on them to get this over. UCLA has a horrible defense. Washington scored in every possession in the second half against them. Uh, South Alabama went up and down the field on the UCLA defense. So Utah should do the same. So I like the over for sure, and I like UCLA plus four. What do you think, Jack? Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. This one's going to be a shootout here. Close game. I like the home dog and the close game to cover, and this one to go over for sure. All right. Next game we got Pittsburgh at home against Virginia Tech coming off of a loss, a, a tough loss there to, uh, was it Georgia Tech? As a 21-point favorite last week. So now they're <laughs> – Minus 14 at home uh, against Virginia Tech, and we like them here to to, uh, to bounce back and, and, and uh, win this game by two touchdowns. Exactly. You said it, man. I 100% agree. And you go to the next game. All right, next game, hopping over to the Big Ten. 
we got Northwestern. We got a home dog at home against a, a very overrated Wisconsin team that's right. struggling. Um, the, the old Wisconsin team, the maybe last year's Wisconsin team, or the year before the ones that went to the Rose Bowl. Not this year's Wisconsin team. Coaches fired right after athletic director being fired. Jim Leonard's a defensive guy. It's a huge coaching mismatch. A guy who's never been a head coach against Fitzgerald, who's gotten uh, mediocre Northwestern teams into the Big Ten championship. So in for picking stocks, you can use fundamental analysis or technical analysis. Fundamental analysis has gotten people rich. Technical analysis hasn't. So one of the main tenets of fundamental analysis is corporate governance. So that's why we talk about the coaches so much. It's almost like horse racing where you pick the jockeys and sometimes the trainers versus the individual horse. Here we're picking coaches. I think Fitzgerald's going to outcoach the defensive coordinator, interim coach for Wisconsin, and at least cover 11 points in a defensive yep, and struggle. And this game will go under the total of? 44 and a half. 44 and a half. I bought the half point and make it 45. All right, next game. I know this. I don't know if Josh is riding this one with me. This is, might be one he said that, but I like Duke here on the money line on the road at Georgia Tech. Um, you know, Georgia Tech is a team, bottom team in the ACC, uh, coming off a big upset win of, of Pitt. Um, you know, I, I kind of think these teams like to celebrate these wins and have kind of hangovers going into the next game, um, especially a, a lower level team that that's not, you know, accustomed to having that big win on the road like that. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I do, I do think this will be a close, tough, uh, conference game. I don't like Duke minus a three and a half over that key number, but I think Duke minus 160 here. I think they, they could win, you know, be, be a close, uh, competitive game that Duke will pull up, pull out at the end. Um, just think they have a better quarterback and, and a better offensive unit, uh, with a new head coach, um, who is a defensive guy going to get that defense right. And I think they'll have enough offensively from what I've seen this year. Um, you know, I've picked every Duke game right this year, so I'm yeah. gonna keep Go keep I'm five and zero on Duke games. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep riding. And I, I haven't I faded them once. I haven't took them every game. Uh, I've took I'm took them. San Diego State. I've gotten every San Diego State game right, uh, pick, picking them to not cover the spread, but then I picked them to beat Toledo, which they did. Yep, exactly. Got every Duke game right, and you know, you, we use a lot. We don't just use one. Uh, strategy or theory in picking games to use a lot. But one we use is almost like well, they told you how to make decisions in high school. You you pick the positives and the negatives. When there's more negatives on one side and the other, uh, you make the decision that way. So the Alabama game, I went plus 25, bought the point with Texas A&M, but Chad went minus 24 Alabama. What was your logic? So Chat's going at minus 24 Alabama. So what's your, your case on that? What's your logic um, Alabama minus 24? Yeah, man, so I, um, you know, I, I like here, I like, I think, the, you know, there was a real big offseason beef with Jimbo calling out Saban, saying that he was going to expose him right. and stuff like that. So, you know, I think Saban's a little ticked off about that. I think he's got a chip on his shoulder. Um, it's back in Tuscaloosa. They're back in Bama. I like the revenge game theory here. 
Right. Um, they lost outright in Texas A&M last year. Um, you know, the one thing, though, I do need to double check on um, when me and Josh talked about this game earlier, I need to, I don't know what the status on Bryce Young is. He's not um, going to play. He's not, he, he has a messed up shoulder and he can't. Um, yeah. So literally, I just thought about that right now. I haven't played this game yet, but I, if that's the case, yeah, I, I honestly am probably going to go be on Josh here. Okay. The plus 25. Um, I forgot about the no Bryce Young just right now. If there's no Bryce Young here, Look, they got a plus one quarterback. Yeah, he has a chest injury. And um, right below his clavicle, and what they're saying is that you lose arm strength when you do that. So he needs to actually, like, really heal it before yeah. going back in there. All right, yeah. So no, 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 no Bryce Young, then I'm, I'm on Texas a now. I'm changing that pick. Yeah, and the other quarterback's a thrower, not a passer. But, you know, anybody can hit wide open receivers. Like, you know, you have Bill O'Brien's the offensive coordinator. But he's yep. going to run it a lot. All yeah. right, next ne next game we got uh, Miami on the money line. Josh, this is more one of your picks, so I'll let, let you elaborate on this. But I, but I, like, I am riding it, too. Yeah, Miami's uh, coming off not playing well. Uh, that, that loss against uh, Middle Tennessee State was a wake-up call for them. Uh, North Carolina has a good offense and a horrible defense. Uh, it's going to be a lot of heat in Miami. Miami's coming off a bye, bye week. So I like Miami on the money line, being able to cover this against North Carolina yeah. in a wild game. And then Tyler Van Dyke's having – has had struggles. So this is the kind of defense you want you want to play with when you're trying to get your season right and come back with all that talent Miami has. No doubt, no doubt. All right, next game. Uh, we got the Michigan State balloon line. It's at 27 right now, looking to get that thing north of 28. Um, but yeah, I mean, Michigan State got blew out by Ohio State last year, like sixty-one to seven. Right. Um, you know, back back here at home, um, you know, we just think that Mel Tucker's a good enough coach here that he'll be able to keep this one close and he'll he'll keep keep playing through the whole game. They won't they won't give up here, um, which you know keeps that backdoor cover in play. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. That's Michigan State plus thirty. All right, next game. All right, next game, we're back to the Pac-12. We got Washington on the road to Arizona State. Um, yeah. And the total is 55 and a half. Yeah, 55 and a half. Definitely going over. Uh, Washington couldn't stop UCLA last week. Arizona State uh, got the defense that they needed to play last week. So, Emory Jones is going to get some confidence. You got some confidence going up and down the field on USC. Uh, they, they, that game should have been closer than what it was. Now they get back at home. Uh, it's going to be hot. And this is going to be the second week in a row that Washington is traveling. Not saying Arizona State is going to win the game. We're saying Arizona State is going to uh, cover 14 and a half. You might want to buy it to 15. Cover your ass on a 14-point loss. And what's the total on that? 
50, the Washington, Arizona State? Yeah. 55 and a half. 55. So that's going over 55. Uh, Herm is not there anymore. Uh, the new guy is a high school coach. So basically both coordinators can do what they want. They, want, they have more experience than the head coach. So. And I saw him on the sidelines. He wasn't even trying to tell anybody anything. He was trying to find out what was going on himself. <laughs> Last time against USC, both coordinators are doing what they want. The defensive coordinator, of course, is Marvin Lewis. Assistant head coach. So Marvin Lewis is doing the X's and O's. Marvin Lewis does not want to talk to the press. So basically, your head coach is Marvin Lewis, right? Uh, it's not this high school guy. High school guy is just out there talking to the press and recruiting. That's his job, not coaching the team. So Marvin Lewis is going to cover the spread. He's going to go over 55. What's the next game, Chad? Next game, we're hopping Mountain West. Um, we got Utah State at home here. Um, against uh, Air Force. They played BYU last on like a Thursday or Friday, so they got a little extra rest here. Um, they kind of made a quarterback switch with the backup, with a little plus one action. And it was, you know, it was a kind of a good switch up. They gave BYU fits in the first half. Right. Um, we're moving the ball on them. Covered that spread pretty handily. They're like 24-point dogs. They covered that one pretty easy. So uh, I like them at home, man. We really like the corporate governance of this team, Utah State. Blake Anderson's great developmental coach gets a lot, uh, a lot, of, a lot out of lesser talented teams. Um, took this team to the Mountain West, uh, you know, championship game and won it. Won the Mountain West last year, so you know, getting 11 points at home against a team like Air Force that's running the ball, triple options, probably not going to throw the ball more than one or two times all game. Right. Um, you know, we think Utah State can keep this one, keep this one close, and be make it competitive and cover the 11 points in a conference game. Yeah, 100% agree, man. You're on it with Mount West. Next game up. All right. Um, next game, we are popping ACC. We have Wake Forest at home against Army. And me and Josh here, we like Wake Forest, minus a 16 and a half. Uh, we think they're going to score on almost every possession here. Right. And this one to get over the 65 and a half. Right. This game was 70-56 last year. I think even though they want to tone it down and run it, uh, still in the fourth quarter, uh, Wake Forest has a horrible defense, so they'll get ran on. The Army will score, trying to come back to get it, sneak it over 65. Yep. Next game. No doubt. Next game, we are hopping over to Notre Dame BYU. Um, BYU is on the road here going to Notre Dame. And, uh, man, we think this one is a little bit inflated towards Notre Dame. Um, you know, get BYU getting four points here. This is probably going to be a field goal game, close game down to the wire. So, man, we, we, we like getting getting the points here with, with BYU, who's been, you know, been playing some really good football as of late. Right. Even though Marcus Freeman's a good coach, this is his first year coaching. Uh, the guy – it's a Taki, whatever his name is, over there. BYU's been there a while. He's won a lot of games. Uh, this is the type of game BYU likes with all those fifth, sixth, seventh, eight-year uh, players they have because they go two years on a mission, uh, retro two years, and then play four years. <laughs> so they're an experienced team. They always got an experienced roster against a young Notre Dame team, and they like that running, rugged style. Give me BYU plus the four points. Right, brings us over to the Clemson Boston College game here. 
Um, oh, actually, too, you know what? I just realized what I even like BYU. It's a, the Notre Dame game is not a Notre Dame. That's a neutral site. That's at Allegiant in Las Vegas. So it's oh, okay. closer, closer, less travel for BYU. Right. In, in Vegas, uh, Nevada, Utah there, it's a bunch of Mormons. So that's going to be a home game pretty much for BYU. Yeah. A lot of more events in Arizona and Nevada. They're yeah, no, that's that's only about a four-hour drive for BYU fans. So it's going to be a home game for BYU. So plus four, you're getting a lot of value. Um, yeah. Definitely. You could listen to the other podcast. We get into detail what value is. Psychological factors plus functional factors divided by time and money is value. So when we say value, that's exactly what we're talking about. An algebraic equation. So there's a lot of value in plus four BYU. The next game, we got uh, Clemson at Boston College here. And we like uh, Clemson minus the 20 and a half. Um, definitely Boston College had an amazing game, played the games of their lives against Louisville to get that home win. Um, should have lost that game by 10 points. Right. You know, I, we, we've, you know, been betting against Boston college a lot of this year, you know, we hit them Florida state, a couple of their blowouts this year, we've been off, been fading them. So, you know, I think they got right last game. I don't think they do that again. They played Clemson in a tough game last year. Um, they don't have a quarterback uh, plus one that can run to right. expose Clemson defensively. Sure. You know, Boston college does have a legit athlete number four, can't remember his name. He's, legit 4-2 NFL guy super super elite speed but they should be able to game plan him and take him away here and make the, the other guys beat him so um you know I, I, I like Clemson here to, to cover the 20 and a half on, under that key number of 21 big time big time and you know Boston College is probably beat up from that game they played last week against Louisville or the week before when was that yeah that was uh, October the 1st yep all right, next game. All right, next game we have Iowa at Illinois here. Um, you know, we like Illinois in this game. Um, we decided to buy the four down to three by a full point. Go Illinois minus three. Um, and then we think this one's going to go over the 36 and a half. Um, you know, Illinois here is a is – a, Way un underrated team. They're starting the market, starting to catch up on them. Um, but I I really like them. You know, as a full team, two sided team. They got a good defense. They have a, a solid offense that can score some points. They uh, can throw it around a little bit. They have a great running back in Chase Brown. And uh, you know, I think Illinois can um, can cover this three points here. And I think they'll have enough offense to uh, to make this game get over. 36 and a half you know me and josh think this one will be about a, a 24 to 14 uh you know 27 17 something like that you know squeak just over that 36 and a half right because i was an under team all year but uh this number is a lot lower 36 i struggle with this because this game could totally end 14 10 you know which is 24 points so, but the for sure more pick would be uh, Illinois minus the three because they lost them last year. And Brett Bilma has won three Big Ten titles. And uh, with 
you know, the wins Illinois has had with the over at Wisconsin uh, gives them a chance. If they're two and one in that division, it gives them a chance for the Big Ten title. So they got this game at home. It's almost a must game win. Uh, Iowa has a lot of talent on defense, but no talent on offense. So th this is more of you think Illinois will get up, maybe up 10 nothing, 14 nothing, and then, you know, Iowa's going to open up their offense to get this over 36 points. What's the next game? All right, next game is Iowa State and Kansas State. Kansas State's on the road here, and we like this one to be Kansas State on the money line. Um, you know, they got Adrian Martinez, quarterbacks playing good. They got some big wins. Kansas played a pretty pretty tough schedule. Um, and we think the Iowa State defense here that will be able to slow down Martinez enough for this one to come under the 45, 45 and a half. Right, because Dan Campbell's a defensive coach. He has limited talent this year, so he has to maximize the talent he has. And the only chance they have with their pathetic offense is – to keep this game as under as possible. And that's what we like. We monetize that information. What's the next game, Chad? All right. South Carolina, Kentucky, under 46. We already said that one. Right. Next game is Washington State at USC. And we are staying off the side in this one because we think it could go either way. Right. Um, but we like the game to go over the 65. Um, we think Washington State will, will be able to score and push the pace. And, um, you know, USC has kind of been scoring all year. Right. And, you know, another thing, too, is you can't bet with emotion, right? We both hate USC. We both would love USC to get beat in this game. Oh, yeah. We're rooting for Washington State. But looking at it as objectively as possible, uh, this game has to go over. USC has a horrible defense, and then Washington State, Oregon hung, what, 50 points on? Yeah. So, you know, USC likes to get in those shootouts, so you got to look at the over. Yep, yep. Yeah, Oregon scored 40, 40, let's see. I think it was like 44 to 40, the final, something like that. All right, 44 points on. All right, next game, we got your Oregon Ducks going to um, Arizona here. And we like this one to stay under the 71 and Oregon to cover the 13 here. Um, you know, wow, the numbers have actually – it's funny. We just talked about on the podcast, under 71. Is, I'm seeing 70 and a half now. And we said under – or minus 13 is 13 and a half now. <laughs> the numbers have both moved a half a point in our way since we've talked or, or against us. I mean, I guess our way if, if we if we if we had already bet it, but I didn't bet it yet. Right, so right. um Oregon though, you know, we think we'll we'll be able to uh kind of beat Arizona kind of a hangover spot. You know, they got their first conference win in two seasons. Um probably, you know, had had a had a good all night Saturday night. Right. Um, you know, so 
you know, they're, they're more, you know, a loser team, developmental team, Oregon's kind of like the blue blood here. That's trying to, um, you know, they, they got to take care of business here for bigger games in the season. They can't waste to mess around here and let Arizona stay in this game. So I think Oregon will get up on them, you know, then Oregon will, will run that rock. You know, they they had a lot of running success against Stanford last week. So that, that running, um, once they get up on them, will make this game stay under the 71 and you know, Oregon will cover the spread. Exactly. That's what we see in this game. They got more talent. They don't have to go crazy. Uh, just beat them, and uh, the wool cover is spread, but it's going to go under. They're going to they're going to run it a lot. They have a bye week before they go play UCLA. They don't want to show UCLA anything, so look for them to uh, start running it after they get a big lead. And also, they're going to be in the desert too, so they they want to not deplete their team going crazy in the desert in high heat against Arizona. That, that's going to be the Pac-12 network, Pac-12 after dark game. Yep. And then uh, next game, we like uh, popping back to that Mountain West. Going to go Fresno State plus the seven and a half here, um, or plus the eight by the half point, Fresno State plus eight. Uh, you know, they, uh, they, they lost to UConn last week. They were just using that game to get right. They didn't show anything, any of the game plan for this week. Big time conference game, big time recruiting game. Right. Boise State, you know, fired their offensive coordinator, bet down to their second string quarterback, did a lot of running last week against San Diego State, but they put all that stuff on film for Fresno to see. Um, you know, they're, they're going to have a game plan to stop them from beating them with the quarterback run and making sure they he has to put the ball in the air and make them, you know, he's a, he's a thrower, he's not a passer. Um, so, you know, I think Fresno State here uh, got some good talent on that defense and, and offense, good receivers with speed. They got some good DBs too here. So I think Fresno will be able to keep this game close and competitive and cover the eight points. 100%. Dirk Cutter, former NFL head coach, is the offensive coordinator for Boise State. So that means pro style, running, short passing game against Telford coach Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Jackson. On that uh, Cal team that finished number three in the nation, got screwed uh, going into the championship game that year. So, well coached team coming off the loss against a more uh, a team that uh, they can beat. Not saying they're going to win the game, but we're saying they're going to cover the the more than a touchdown. And it doesn't matter that Fresno State starting the backup because Heater got hurt. The backup is uh, actually played better than Heater against USC. Next game. All right. Uh... San Diego State. I like San Diego State. Minus three. Another coach who's about to get fired. Uh, Another San Diego State's minus 21 and a half against Hawaii. Oh, my bad. And that's that's the la that's the last game. Yeah, that's the last game. So that's minus 21 against a very, very pathetic Hawaii team. Um, we feel that uh, Saddleback Junior College would be favored against Hawaii at Hawaii. <laughs> that's a JUCO team. Uh, Hawaii's showing absolutely nothing. Uh, all the players left during summer. So they were scrambling for guys to just feel the team uh, when Graham – their crazy coach left. So Brady Coke in this situation, 
Uh, he had all those players rape all those girls. So he's not going to get any ref calls. He's about to get fired. He's going to have to do a little bit of coaching here to pull his team together and maybe have a fun game where they can blow out Hawaii, have a good time, and cover the 21 points. What do you think, Chad Miller? Yeah, no, I like it. I mean, you, you gotta like that bet. I mean, every, I mean, New Mexico State put forty-five points on Hawaii last week. So, I mean, if you're looking at what's the higher probability of, of yeah, yeah. each outcome, it's got to be San Diego State minus the twenty-one. Right. Yeah, because New Mexico State's horrible. Yeah, they're really, really bad. So, those are your picks. I feel really confident about that. Uh, if you're gonna use our picks. The equal amounts on each side, 52.5% is break even. We're at 59%. So we want to make last week I was 60, I think we were 62% last week. 59% for the year. Our goal for tomorrow is 80%. What do you think, Chad? Oh, yeah, no doubt. It's going to be uh, probably our biggest, highest percentage of the season this week, I, I feel so. We watched all these teams play. We watched them throughout the week. ESPN Plus, Stadium app, F1, everybody. We've seen all these games throughout the week. But these pieces are free. You don't have to pay Action Sports $300. We don't want your email or your credit card. Uh, you can give us a tip if you get all these, you go 80% and you make $29,000. Go on the website, go ahead and give us a tip. Buy uh, Chains, uh, Chad's brother's hats. He, Chad's one of those on right now. His t shirts, sweatshirts. Uh, support us with the money you've won. But you give one, you always get them back. Now, philanthropy or religion is business. And Winston Churchill said, you make a living from your labor, but you make it life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESPC Podcast Network. That's why this one don't cost $800 and that goes $200. And I don't know what that cost, I'm just shaking the work. That's why I work.